Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. No sooner was the tax package passed last night than the budget deal fell apart. What Washington politics tells us about the future of the economy today. Also, how much for that ton of greenhouse gases? Cap and trade is back. And our series Economy 4.0 returns finding your fortune in whistleblowing. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Progressive Insurance, helping people shop for car insurance at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. And by Novo Nordisk, since 1923, innovative developer of diabetes treatments and delivery devices at NovoNordisk-US.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Friday today, the 17th of December, 2010. Great to have you with us. Right about the time the House was passing the tax deal last night, the president signed it this afternoon, by the way, but right about midnight last night, the Senate's plan to fund the government through the next fiscal year was going kablooey. Officially, money runs out Saturday at midnight. There is a plan B, but there is also going to be a price to pay, as our Washington Bureau Chief John Dimsdale reports. Rudy Penner headed up the Congressional Budget Office in the early 1980s, so he's been watching the process unravel for a long time. It really is inexcusable, the fact that they don't pass appropriations until the fiscal year has already begun. Both parties, he says, are avoiding tough decisions about rising mandatory spending for health care and Social Security. We don't want to do anything that's the least bit unpopular, like pass a restrained appropriations bill. It really is a lack of self-discipline, in my view. Budget stalemates are also the result of the public's distaste for earmarks, according to Alex Brill. He's a budget analyst at the American Enterprise Institute, but he says those pork barrel projects buy votes. Removing the ability to earmark makes it more difficult to get these bills done. It might at the end be for the better, but Congress needs to find a new way to govern if they're going to appropriate without earmarks. Temporary extensions leave government agencies with last year's spending levels. Economist Jack Albertine says the government can't cut failing programs or start new ones. If you don't have proper planning, how in the world can you get efficient operation of the government? Patchwork budget activity leads to massive waste of resources and tremendous inefficiencies in government. Plus, he says, temporary patches mean Congress delays dealing with the ballooning national debt. In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. Not such a good Friday for the Eurozone today. Moody's, the credit rating people, have downgraded Ireland's debt rating five notches. It's a big deal for an already troubled economy. Marketplace's Stacey Vanek-Smith has more. When a country's debt, its treasury bonds, is downgraded, it basically runs into the same problem a person runs into when their credit score gets cut. It's harder to get a loan, and if you do get a loan, you're stuck with a really high interest rate. But there's an added risk for countries, says Harvard's Kenneth Rogoff, former chief economist with the International Monetary Fund. That it's pushing your debt out of the portfolio of some of the biggest players because insurance companies, pension funds, follow very conservative strategies. They have rules. And if the debt is downgraded too far, they simply have to dump it. 
Right now, Ireland's credit rating is just a few clicks above junk status. If it hits junk status, big institutional investors won't be able to lend Ireland money, making it really hard and really expensive for Ireland to borrow. Rogoff says Ireland may well default. Even if it's absolutely the right thing to do, it's very destabilizing. It's very disruptive to the banking sector, to commerce. It's a level of uncertainty that no one wants. There's an additional risk if Ireland defaults, says Ishwar Prasad, an economist with the Brookings Institution, because investors could start casting a critical eye on other countries.